This podcast is intended for adult audiences. Over the age of 18, it contains adult language and situations. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to us, and not of any employer, organization, committee, or other group or individuals. This podcast is not intended to be taken as professional advice. Welcome to the Swing Nation Podcast, a podcast by swingers for swingers, where we look to educate others and push back on the negative stigmas and misconceptions associated with our lifestyle. Come with us and share our pineapple journey as we travel the globe, interview the experts, learn and grow together. Join the nation. Lacey, we get approached by couples all the time, and they want to know, like, where can they learn the 101s of non-monogamy? Yeah, I totally get it. You want to get in the lifestyle, but you just don't know where to start. We recommend Sex by Sue's class on non-monogamy. She really helps couples learn how to communicate and do the lifestyle the correct way. Yeah, I think this lifestyle, you know, it's crucial not to, to step on the landmines that a lot of us do, you yeah. know, and you kind of learn the hard way, you know. So having a class that you can take online, you know, in the privacy of your own home and kind of learn the ins and outs, learn, you know, how to approach the lifestyle, how to communicate with your partner about it, um, you know, I think it's something worth taking and uh, we highly recommend it. Yeah, so click below in the show notes. You'll find this link for that course. Check it out, guys. Bye. Bye. Most people have unprotected oral sex, right? Be honest. Now think about your last STD test. Did your doctor tickle your throat with something that looked like a giant Q-tip? Probably not. Yet that's the only way to check for oral gonorrhea or chlamydia, which are often asymptomatic. You need a better doctor. You need shamelesscare.com. Use coupon code TSN at checkout. So Lacey, people are asking, how do they get to go to a party or an event with us? They check out swingersociety.net, you create a profile, you sign up for an event, and you come hang out with us. It's super easy. That's right. If you want to party with us and the other faces and names that you know from social media and TikTok, head on over to swingersociety.net. Can't wait to see you there. Hey there, pineapple people, and welcome to the Swing Nation podcast. We are your hosts, Northern Guy and Southern Girl. In today's episode, we have a very special guest for you. Um, one of my favorite type of people in the world, actually. <laughs> Horny housewives and me. I don't know. Because we kind of <laughs> you go together. We tend to get along um, very well. And we have one of uh, probably one of the, the country's most famous horny housewives um, mm. here with us today, and it's Jordan, who is the, the host and creator of the Horny Housewife podcast welcome thank you for having me welcome you really hyped me up there yeah it was really nice <laughs> it's deserving i don't think i'm anyone knows who i am one time someone at the grocery store did ask me that that was cool but i think it's just because it's a small town that's all yeah well i actually had that question for you and uh, you know we haven't got there yet but i've noticed on your your podcast you know the cover your face is blurred out but your face is mm. on like Instagram and some other social media. So oh, yeah. are you, do you protect your identity or did you at one point protect your identity and now you're out there or what's the story behind the blurred face? 
I just thought, honestly, with the alliteration of the H and the H, the horny house, I thought the name was really eye-catching and spicy, and I think I just thought the blurred face was, I don't know, endearing a little bit. I knew there was no way I could protect my identity because I was stupid, and looking back, I'm like, oh, that would have been maybe, that would have been a cool idea, but oops, I, I'm just too spazzy to do that. I just thought it looked cool, to it be completely cool. honest, and- and I also think like some housewives are like maybe think like, oh, like this is the discreet side of me, the side that they try to hide. So I thought it just went well together. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with her face. So I mean, no, it's a good she's looking gorgeous. face. Yeah. yeah. She's gorgeous. <laughs> so the, but, so I was curious why, why blurred. All right. So I think where we wanted to start before we got a little sidetracked by your face um, <laughs> was. <laughs> Dan's <laughs> always flirting. Welcome to, the, yeah. welcome to Dan. <laughs> uh, was. Where uh, oh, I got, I totally got derailed there for a second. <laughs> we want to learn a little bit about you, Jordan. So if you could tell us just a little backstory, where you're from, how you grew up, um, you know, just anything you want to share about yourself, we'd be very interested to hear. Yeah, for sure. I am 33 years old, and I also like regret telling my age everywhere I go. I feel like I should lie. Like that's the <laughs> smartest thing people could do is lie and say they're younger. But oops, I'm 33, and I live in Washington State, which is not me at all. I moved here eight, no, nine years ago, and it was going to be like a one-year thing. I moved to Nashville for a year. I was single. I could do that. I thought Portland was going to be fun and cool. It's not fun and cool anymore. <laughs> but uh, after COVID, things just got so, so different here. But um, I came here, and three days later, I met my now husband. He was my boss's boss, which is – you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. But that made it more fun. <laughs> and now – we're here and he has a son. So we'll be here till he's 18, which is only a few more years. But about me, I'm from Texas. I was born in Dallas. I grew up in Houston. My dad worked in oil. So we moved around a good enough, like plenty of times where, and in the middle of school year where I had to like come in and adapt. And I think that probably instilled in me being a people pleaser to be emo for a second, but it did. I feel mm -hmm. like I had to just fit in or try to fit in anyways. And so I don't know, that was a shitty part. But other than that, I had a pretty pleasant, enjoyable childhood on like in all honesty. And then, you know, I had boyfriends, I broke up, I went to college in San Antonio. I'm not like a serial relationship girl. I feel like I would get in long-term relationships and then I would be single and wild, like really wild, and then get in another relationship and then be really, really wild. And then, you know, here I am now. I got married at 28. I feel like that was a good time to get married. Yeah. I got to be like really slutty for a long time. And then I have two kids, a stepson who's 13 and a son who is five. And basically the podcast, it was born, the podcast, The Horny Housewife, was born in 2021. My mom passed away very suddenly, very tragically in 2019, October. And I think that just fucked me up, like really fucked me up. It totally fucked me up. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I had a whole perspective shift on like how I view life and what I want to do and how I'm not going to play small for anyone because life is so fragile. 
Yeah. So here I am with a podcast. And now I just felt like I wanted that space to be able to talk about. I couldn't find a podcast that talked about the things that happen in monogamy, how hard it is. And then a place for all married couples, whether they're in open relationships or they swing or they're poly, to just talk about the normal feelings, whether it's jealousy or just sex getting weird here or how to spice it up, all the things that entail being in a long-term relationship with someone, whether you have experiences outside of it or not. Yeah. And so I was curious, you know, I've listened to your podcast and, and some of the advice and stuff you give, and it seems like you're you're doing like a lot of like relationship therapy type work. Do you have any background on that or is this just firsthand experience no. that you've – I mean, you know? I've been in therapy forever. But. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's it. I think I'm just – I psychoanalyze everything now, unfortunately. Yeah. So you take some of the skills you've learned yourself and just kind of apply it to when people ask you questions. Yeah, and I'm a big reader and I feel like I I like to continue my education. I take courses on all kinds of things around sex because I want to be a good podcast host and be able to talk about things with knowledge or at least a source. And then when I can't, then bring a guest on someone to talk about it. Yeah, so if you haven't listened to her podcast, you need to go and do that. But it's it's not uncommon to hear about uh, you know butt plugs or pegging or mm-hmm. or you know you talk about just about anything and you in a, in a very like matter of frank way. Like it's you, you know it's not embarrassing. It's not you just these are the facts and these are what I know and you know um, how how did you become so open with talking about those kind of subjects? Have you always just been you know sexual in nature or are you just not embarrassed by that? I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's just my personality. Unfortunately, I'm, uh, I don't, or fortunately, maybe that's a great thing. I think I sometimes think it it's weird. I mean, uh, of course y'all do, but I mean, are there people, I don't know, there are stupid people. I mean, like really uptight people out there. That was yeah. rude. I shouldn't say stupid, <laughs> but there are really annoying uptight people or judgmental, mm-hmm. judgmental people. That's a better word. So I think that's just, my mother was really like, my mom was totally religious but she was also like, I would go in her drawers and find like all the toys, like <laughs> the tapes, the man thong, like so many dildos. And I'm just like, wow, you know, I, they were, I could tell that they were pretty sexual themselves. And I admired that. I'm like, wow, my parents like each other, mm-hmm. you know, cause a lot of times you go to a sleepover. And, or at least I did. And the parents slept in separate beds or they fucking hated each other. So I think it's just my personality to be intentional and like sex feels good. And I mean, I, I guess I would say I have an addictive personality, you know, and I think that just rolls over into sex. So, yeah, I think, uh, we can relate. We can relate to that. Yeah. I I love that you said about your parents finding their dildos and some people, some judgmental people would say that would be traumatic to find something like that of your parents. (laughs) But I think you made a great point. I think our kids should see that we love each other. Maybe even if it's an unconventional way. I think I still think it's important for them to see that. And like, even if it embarrasses them in the moment, like me growing up, I remember being like, ew, or weird, or I would hear my parents in the room and I would be upset. I'm like, and it wasn't horrific. It'd be like my mom giggling or something, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, that didn't sound like a normal giggle. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like something sounded different about that. And then they'd come out with robes on and be like, 
are you okay? And I'm like, that was kind of true. Or like, I was just like left alone. I was told to go to my room. Yeah. (laughs) And and so that was kind of weird. But looking back, I'm not like, wow, what like horrific parents, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, oh, they were just two people who were horny. Like, Mm -hmm. let them be. Yeah. So, you know, you said your mom passed and that kind of inspired you to to start talking about this. But I guess why how does that connection work where you're just like all right screw it i'm gonna start a podcast and i'm gonna start talking about all these things that have to do with sex that nobody else is really talking about and i'm gonna just tell it how it is like how how does that i guess transition happen what made what inspired you to do that i think i mean to be really 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 honest and maybe i don't even like saying this but i feel like i should i wonder if she was still alive if i would have ever had the balls to do it because my mom was was not it's easy to romanticize a person when they pass which I do all the time but I mean she was judgmental like I felt like I really wanted my parents approval like I think I think everyone has daddy issues maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm projecting but I feel like a lot of people do and I think that I don't know if I would have started it but she was a very very authentic person and I feel and when I was little I was like I just want to be a housewife when I grow up I just want to be taken care of like she was and she could get her nails done whenever she wanted and do like shop whenever she wanted and that's the life and then like that's kind of what I chased after and then my mom always told me, find something else. You will not be fulfilled if that is what you think is going to make you happy relying on another person. And, you know, I didn't think she was right. And of course she was right. (laughs) And I was like, I need to do something for me. I can't just give all the time to other people. I need something for me. And I was not going to have a fucking mommy podcast. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like that is the last thing that I want to talk about. Cause that's what you see all the, the girls going into like mommy or super mommy mode. Mm -hmm. And I'm not hating on the awesome mommies because they're awesome. And I'm jealous that they are so put together, but I, that was not me. So I felt like this was something, and I'm so grateful to my husband who has just been super supportive and lets me be me. Yeah. So you you said you started what 2021. Is that what you said? I think. Yeah. 2021. Do I even answer the questions that you asked me? Yeah. I started in like very well (laughs) a year later. So, I mean, it took me a second and my husband was started a company like shortly before that. And it's, I've been his cheerleader to chase his dreams. And I was like, I should just do this. And I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And it's just been really awesome. It's just snowballed. And I mean, I'm trying to constantly find people who believe in the same thing as me, but I just, consistency has gotten me to where I am now with the podcast. Yeah. And that was going to be my next question. You know, so to the listeners out there, you know, maybe you guys haven't started podcasts or you don't want to really understand how the podcast world works, but it's not really hard to start a, a podcast. Um, you know, anybody can do it. It takes a little bit of equipment and you just throw it up there. Um, but it is hard to <laughs> to gain a following and to be successful at podcasting, to monetize podcasts, to really build a brand that that is a lot of work yeah. um and it sounds like your podcast you know is about the same age as ours and you've been uh, you know for as far as i see very successful you're high in the charts on you know rating and you know you have sponsors and stuff like that so um, how did you how were you able to do that you think just people are interested in this subject or i mean i think there's social media like social i mean obviously you know you know what tiktok is mm-hmm. like y'all are so good at it um but i think doing that and then i guess i got 
lucky, I feel like, with going viral a certain amount of times. Mm -hmm. And that really helps. Instagram, I got deleted so many times. And that sucks because they kind of suck sometimes. But social media, just making videos. And I mean, at one point, I printed flyers and hung them everywhere I could downtown. Uh And and they all, and like on mailbox, like stuff that was probably illegal. And (laughs) I don't even know if they were up there for how many hours, but I think I just really hustled trying to get exposure. And I have not paid $1 for marketing at all. And it's just, I think people want to talk about sex too. Married people want to talk about sex a a lot. They really do. They need the conversation. Mm -hmm. They're dying. A lot of them fucking hate each other. And I can't tell you how many letters I get of being like this totally changed our lives. So that makes me keep going for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if you had to, you know, if you look at your podcast and it it seems like it's a lot about what you're talking about, right. To how to keep a mainly monogamous relationship spicy, how to be intentional about sex, how to, you know, approach some of these different kinks and fetishes that are out there, how to kind of explore them. Um, you know, if you had to kind of summarize like what, what you talk about or what are some of the common questions, what, what would be kind of a summary of some of that? Well, I think that basically to sum it up, I say this so many times, but discussing the realities of sex and long-term relationships, like talking about the good and the bad. And a lot of the show is based around listener questions. And so it comes from people of all types because we all have like the same human emotions at the end of the day. And I think that where people really lack or a lot of people it seems lack in is being able to talk about sex. They just don't even know. I mean, it would shock you. I'm sure you know how many people just don't know how to come to their partner and share with them what they really desire or what really feels good. And it's like, I feel like if we all had the affirmation or belief that we were worthy of pleasure, I mean, imagine how better our lives would be. And the most common question I get is about mismatched libido, someone wanting it way more than the other. And so you've got one person who feels rejected all like a lot and you're building resentment. And then the other person who, I mean, it could be for a million reasons, whether it's low testosterone for a man or for a woman, maybe she just had babies and her hormones are all fucked up, or maybe she's not attracted to him, or maybe she hates the way he fucks her, or maybe she wants to fuck someone else. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? And I think there are a lot of couples, or I've had some people on, who have been monogamous for a long time and then we're like had the foundation of we're best friends we respect each other we've raised our kids we've done like we're ready to try something else but we love each other and then they go and they explore other avenues and I think all of these conversations need to be had so that that's essentially what's happening every Monday is a different topic whether it's a specific kink that I dive deep on dive deep on in dive deep in no i'm fucking it up i don't know do a deep dive on there we go or talking about increasing intimacy like intimacy being difficult not always feel good you know what i mean Mm -hmm. how having conversations that hurt your feelings being like telling them the ugly ugly truth even if they're going to hate you for a couple days because how can you have better sex if you're in denial or you don't know yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
No, it seems. Does that answer it? No, that, that it does, and it's it's interesting because yeah. we get a lot of couples that approach us, and, and yeah, they're, very similar. And their questions are always, "How do I talk to my partner about being interested in swinging?" Right? Like, how do I have that conversation with mm-hmm. with my partner? And and for us, it's always like, well, if that's your partner, if that's truly your life partner and the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life, you should be able to talk to them about anything. You know, there just shouldn't be anything you can't approach them with and say. Hey, babe, I need to talk to you, you know, and this is the thing I want to talk about. If you're in fear of doing that with your partner, I, I think you need to reevaluate your relationship. But you it know is I mean? a very real thing because you and I were both married before and I could not go to my ex and say, I want to do X, Y, Z. That that conversation would not have went well. So I think that is a learned behavior and I think people need to realize that. Yeah, I, no, I agree. That's so interesting. I want to ask you a million questions. <laughs> <laughs> but we do get all those questions. I mean, they're all very similar to hers, but just changed into more of like a swinging. But we, I do get like even personally, like when people write me like woman to woman, I get a lot of those same questions. Like, how do I spice things up? What should I do? And I always like really struggle with answering them. So now I'm going to send them to you (laughs) because I mean, like I can give them the generic answers like wear lingerie, you know, talk about your fantasies and stuff like that. But there's so much more to that. I think it does go super deep. Like Mm -hmm. it does. Like how, like when you were saying learned behavior, it's like how someone grew up in the conversation around sex or maybe never having it. Like my husband grew up in the LDS church. Mm -hmm. So there was like a lot of shame. Like you didn't talk. That was bad. Like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to touch yourself. And they, you know, there were, it's, I think that fucks a person up a little bit. I mean, maybe oh, that's sure. fucked up. I don't want to isolate any group out there, but I, I can't imagine. And so you have to like unlearn that behavior because they feel so much shame around it. I think it starts with yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I guess that's the, you know, and we, we've talked about this several times, but you know, in America, it seems like Americans and their relationship with sex or, you know, the society, the way that we view sex, it doesn't, you know, it seems dysfunctional, especially in today's day and age, like that we don't have, you know, that we can't have more open conversations about it, that it's still very taboo, that anybody that talks about it is shamed, you know, like, I just don't understand how we're still in the, at that point. And you're missing out too. Cause I mean, we only get this one life and, and I feel there's so many people that are just stagnant, staying in shitty situations. And I think that's another thing is I think sometimes they need to hear someone say like, at what point do you walk? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you have someone who is completely unwilling and you're like, just like you said with your ex-husband and you're like, there's no, I'm not going to be able to even have this conversation. I don't, I mean, you kind of have to tell someone, maybe you have to break up with them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which sucks because sometimes people want to fix it no matter what. And I think if both people are willing, you can, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But if one person is not willing to compromise at all or talk about it, then what do you do? Um, yeah. No, it's very, you know, they say what well, is the number one causes for divorce or money and sex, right? Those yeah. are like the two top the top answers. So, like, it's, it seems like sex is such a big deal for so many people. But at the same time, nobody, everybody's afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Nobody really wants to dive into it. Yeah, we get that question a lot. How do I convince my spouse to be a swinger? Which, first of all, convince is mm-hmm. like, that's like a trigger word for me. Like, you're not going to convince anyone 
to be a swinger. But just like you said, it's really hard to give someone advice because I don't know what that person grew up with. Were they raised in a household that if you mentioned sleeping outside of your marriage, would that trigger something? It's hard to really give that good advice when you don't know the other person. Yeah, I feel like I, I get novels and novel. It's mm-hmm. it's intimidating when I look at my listener questions because I'm like, I need context because there's always so many factors. You just don't know what's going on with a person. but Or they'll ask me a question and I'm like, why are you not asking them that? Like you're mm-hmm. asking exactly what you said to me you need to say to them. So people yeah. are afraid of each other, I guess, but... That's why these kind of resources and podcasts are so helpful because it inspires conversation. And then even listening together, it can really make it a lot easier, like lube it up. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. We've had a few couples that have approached us and they've said like, um, you know, the way they kind of stumbled into the lifestyle is they realized both them and their partner were like watching our TikToks (laughs) or listening to our podcast, but they didn't Uh... know the other one was doing it. And like somehow it got, I don't know, they saw it or they brought it up in conversation and there's like, oh, I've been listening to to them too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, that's crazy that, you know, it's weird. I don't know. Do you ever get that feeling? I know for us, you know, we've only been doing this for about two years as well. And, you know, there's times when you kind of look back and you're like, this is kind of crazy that, 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 you know, that our little podcasts yeah. or our little TikToks have have affected people's lives in that way. Do you get a, feel, a similar feeling? Yeah, oh my gosh, all the time, but I feel I feel like I have in- intentionally been manifesting to get paid to talk. Like that is just something <laughs> I've always wanted to do. And so I'm in that like a assum- law of assumption mode. Like I'm assuming it's mine now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's wild, but I I think we're supposed to be doing this. Yeah. You know? I think mm-hmm. you're supposed to be doing this. I, I love that. Yeah, That's I great. Do too. All right. I think what we do now is we take a little break uh to hear from the partners and sponsors of the Swing Nation podcast. And then when we get back, I want to deep dive with Jordan into some of these questions she gets, some of these kinks, some of these things. Uh, I want to I want to hear more about all of that. If you're if you're okay with that, Jordan. Yeah. Totally. All right. We'll be right back, guys. We here at the Swing Nation podcast are proud to partner with Promescent. Listen, guys, we've all been there. You're having a hot night with a hot chick, maybe a few hot chicks, but you need to kind of delay the time before you pull that trigger. That's where Promescent comes in. They have this awesome product called the Delay Spray. You literally spray it on and it delays the time that you orgasm so you can make sure that your partner is well taken care of. And as swingers, we're all about making sure our partners are well taken care of. And Promescent Delay Spray is the perfect product for that. Click the link in the show notes below to get yours today. Anxiety can cause ED. Like the kind you get while watching your partner with someone else. You're having the time of your life, yet are having stage fright. Most men in the lifestyle use prescription ED medication for this reason. Shameless Care should be your provider. Shameless is less expensive than other companies and has a 50-state network of physicians who are lifestyle-friendly. Use coupon code TSN for $30 off. Shamelesscare.com. The Swing Nation podcast is proud to announce an official partnership with SDC.com. SDC stands for Seek, Discover, Connect. And with over 3 million members in over 50 countries, it's the world's largest lifestyle community and a great place to link up with open-minded couples, singles, and kinksters from around the globe. 
Whether you're just starting your lifestyle journey or you're an old pro, SDC has something to offer you. With chat rooms, live cams, groups, and blogs, there's always naughty fun to be found. SDC.com also has expert advice, professional articles, and entertaining content to enhance your erotic lifestyle journey. With information about parties, events, clubs, and businesses, STC is so much more than just a hookup site for swingers. It's truly an epicenter that can keep you plugged into the pulse of the lifestyle community in your area. We personally love the website's ease of use and amazing customer support. They have supported us in our podcast and giving generous donations to our charity fundraising efforts. So if you're looking to connect with like-minded people, click the link in our show notes and sign up for SDC using our affiliate link and receive a full access for 14 days completely free. Make sure you join the Swing Nation SDC group and send us a message. All right, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. We appreciate you listening to our sponsors. We love our sponsors, don't we, Lacey? Yeah. (laughs) I always give him shit for saying that. But I love them, yeah. It's a little inside joke. All right, Jordan. So we want to get into, I know you're not opposed to talking about all the things sexual. So we want to talk specifically about some of these things that people keep asking you about. Um, I was reading online last night that there was a study done and it said that 97% of, I think it was individuals, not just couples, um, admitted to being um, to fantasizing about either threesomes or group sex. So as a swinger, I'm very interested in that statistic because it's 97%, which seems like a high number. Um, but I'm curious what other kind of – is that I – do mean, you get asked about um, swinging or group oh, sex yeah. or things like that? All the time. <laughs> and I, I at the top of that would be the – the cuckold is that how I say yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The, where they like to see their wife being fucked, right? Uh-huh. Is is yeah. my correct? That's yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay, so that's like the number one. And when these women are like, I'm, I'm horrified. I'm like, you are so lucky. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you? He doesn't even want to. He ju- he's even coming to you saying that's all we have to do. Yeah. Like, shut up and take it and run. <laughs> but. I, it's funny. It's funny. But I get a lot of women also wanting to say like they want to experience a threesome with another man and they're terrified because he would be all down for a woman, but not down for the man, which I mean, what's your opinion on that? I really want to know. I think it's kind of shit that it's socially acceptable for a girl to come in like a threesome with a girl. And I think a lot of men are comfortable with that. They're like, hell yeah, let's bring a girl in. But we find that a lot of men are opposed to bringing in like a single male at first. Like when you find like when new couples come and they're like, oh, we're going to start swinging, but we're just going to add a female. Like that's all we're going to do because he doesn't feel comfortable watching me sleep with someone else. I'm like, well, that's bullshit. That's a (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one-sided swinging and that doesn't that's not okay i do get that that can be like a stepping stone like it's mm-hmm. a little bit safer because it's more socially acceptable to bring in a female so i get that is if you're using it for that way but if the husband's like being like a male i don't know what the correct word Showing is it. yeah and he's like no i'm my wife i'm not going to share my wife i don't yeah. like that that's where I struggle. And I, I would actually, you know, to kind of caveat off of that, I think an interesting fact would be 
I bet more people are bringing in single males than than single females. Probably because I think everyone thinks that just like finding a single female is just like so easy. You just get online and then one magically shows up at your door. (laughs) And it's very, very hard to find one. And I think for me as a female, to find one who is hot, because obviously we want to be physically attractive, (laughs) but you also don't want to be, they can't be like super duper hot because you – you don't want to be like in fear that your husband is going to like run away with them. He has them. to be some like yeah, belong, yeah. And so. like we've yeah. we've struggled finding <laughs> single females because like I don't want them to live five minutes down the road. I need mm-hmm. them to be like an hour away. I don't want them to be like in our backyard. So there's for me to feel comfortable to bring in a single female. It takes a lot of like boxes to be checked, and I think people right. who are just trying to explore their sexuality and think, oh, bringing in a female is hot. I think they think it's going to be so easy and it's actually very hard. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think, isn't that called a unicorn? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a a mystical creature that may or may not exist. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're very hard to find. I mean, I think you probably have a better chance of going to just like a regular non-swinger club and picking up as just a random right. chick. You yeah, know? we've always said like if you really want to find a single female, you're better off on like non-swinger apps like Tinder or Bumble yeah, or, or maybe even going to like a college bar and, and hitting on a chick. Because it's just – there's not a lot of them in the swinger lifestyle and the ones that are there are inundated by couples trying to trying to uh, you know impress that them. That makes sense. So if you kind of step Man. outside the swinger bubbles, you, you, you might be able to find one a little easier. Yeah, but then you, and that's 100% true, but I think there is a huge difference between a single female who is in the lifestyle, who is a true unicorn, who knows about boundaries, you know, they've Mm, done the work to really understand than like a random girl at a bar. And I think that's another thing that comes up a lot is like monogamish where couples want to have like a one night experience where they go out and they drink or they, they're like, we're going on vacation. So they don't want to say they're, they're living that way, but they're Mm -hmm. like going to have an experience. I'm sure you've heard the term monogamish, right? So I think that that's what I hear a lot. But when it's interesting when you hear the couples like, um, explaining their distaste for each other and that they're like, we can't break up because of the kids, but we want to fuck other people. So we got to try this. And I feel like that sounds really bad and messy it versus is. <laughs> coming from like, we respect each other and we don't want to like, we have these boundaries and we're going to communicate and be healthy about it. It seems like one would just blow up in your face. Yeah. As a swinger, you see yeah. those couples who are using swinging as a baby. Band-Aid. It's very clear um, right. when you meet them. I mean, yeah, it might take a couple conversations, but those the red, drink. yeah, yeah, those red. <laughs> yes, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. How many, how many couples have we met, Dan? That like, as soon as they start drinking, the truth comes out. The yeah. truth comes out. Well, he uh-huh. fucked someone, and now yeah. we're swing, you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. So that totally yeah. happens. And for us, we like couples who like each other yeah like that's a turn on for us when they're holding hands and they're making eye contact that's a big thing for us agreed that makes sense that makes sense okay so obviously um group sex or threesomes is something you get asked about a lot Mm -hmm. what are some other 
if you had to list off a few other things, what, what other kind of things come up a lot? A lot of men and women who want to know more about their prostate, like and massaging the prostate externally or internally and just wanting some direction. I feel like uh, I feel like it's 2023 and guys are like down for that shit now. Like they're more open to talking about it. There we go. I think before it was like, I mean, at least what I have seen is more, they don't want anyone to tell anyone. And now I feel like they proudly want things in their butthole, but <laughs> we've I think noticed it's a that. good topic. We've noticed yeah. that even in our friend group. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little different. So it, it, it is interesting. So, you know, and I, and I don't, in the swinger community, the vast majority of the females identify as bisexual or bi-curious or, or at least somewhat interested in playing girl-on-girl play, right? Yeah. Um, the reverse is true for males, right? There's there's very much a stigma around bisexual males. It's, you know, it's been that way for a long time. And so a lot of guys won't, you know, they're, they're on the profiles, they say they're straight and stuff like that. Um, me and Lacey actually met in the lifestyle. She was single and I was single and we both played with couples separately. And what, what I found as a single male is most of the couples that approached me, they would approach me as a bisexual female and a straight male. But at some point in the conversation, they would, hey, are you okay with, are you comfortable with, you know, some, you know, various degrees of bisexual contact, right? And so I I very much have always said, you know, since we've we've been on this platform that I think there are a lot more bisexual males just in in life in in general, but because of the stigma that surrounds bisexuality, that they're just not comfortable sharing or talking about it or, or things like that. Um, so I think, you know, what you're saying is, you know, n- not to say mm-hmm. necessarily because you like to have your prostate, you know, massage, you that like you're, your you're bisexual, your but, <laughs> but, you know, maybe there's some connection there about the stigma yeah, that's surrounding totally. that and, and that guys are kind of starting to explore that area. Yeah, but we've even noticed like in our friend group um, in the last year or so, several guys who have become publicly, you know, have admitted that they are bisexual. So I think. I think it's something to be noted. I think you're 100% right that men are becoming more comfortable in speaking about what turns them on. And it feels good. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no shame in what's like, at least trying it out too. I feel like adding on, talking about these kinks and fantasies can lead to like incorporating or trying out dirty talk in a new way, incorporating your fantasies. Or if you think about another, you like thinking about your spouse fucking someone and maybe you don't know if you want to do that right now. Maybe you can start by role playing or dirty talk and then see how it evolves. Mm-hmm. Okay. So a question, and this is, this is too personal. We can, we can skip this question, but so when you, no. do you how, how do you research this stuff? So when people ask you about, is this stuff you and your husband I go like and then I'm explore and then, huh? I said, I feel like when I answer you, I'm plugging like a product, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, okay. So how do I find out about these is what you're asking? Yeah. Right, right. So if somebody comes to you and it's like, oh, I'm interested in pegging, mm-hmm. what is then your, mm-hmm. your research technique to go figure out more information? You just Google it yeah. and you read about it. You and your husband I, try stuff. Like how, how do you? Oh. I mean, yeah, well, my husband, I wouldn't have married him if he wasn't down to try all the things. And, you know, I feel like he knows the type of woman that I am. I don't like have the mindset of forever. It's kind of like present and right now, like we do what works for us in each season. So 
who knows what we'll be like when our kids are older. I mean, he, he's probably would be looking at me if I, if I was saying this right in front of him. I do. But we try pretty much every – he's pretty uh, willing to let me explore mm-hmm. how I want. And I use specifically, which makes me feel like a saleswoman, but it's called Beducated. And I have a code, Jordan. But it's this online course platform. And they have everything. Like, honestly, if you haven't seen it, you really should. It's – Every, squirting, the art of squirting. Have you heard of tantric? Tantric, mm-hmm. tantric. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a ton of that. Pegging, anal play, mutual masturbation, erotic spanking, and they're constantly adding new courses. And just the company as a whole, like what they do, is so amazing. And it's video. And like there's parts you read, but you're not only getting taught, but you get to see demonstrations and they really, it's like if you were in school to learn about specific fetishes and kinks or like rope tying, body bondage, all kinds of things. That's super cool because then you can do it safely. But this, I feel like I probably sound so vanilla to y'all, but to me, it's like a world of things. Mm -hmm. No, you don't sound, you don't know. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So you, so people ask you questions, you go get educated on it, and then you come back and you and you talk about it. Maybe you seduce your husband into trying some of it. Yes, and I get sent all kinds of toys all the time, so I'm always like, we have to try this, like just, <laughs> and then I can weed out what's gimmicky because some of it is gimmicky. Mm-hmm. You, I, I'm sure no, but some of it is amazing, and I'm like, oh, what a dream to get sent all these toys all the time. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite sex toy? Okay, it's the one that has, I think it's made by Womanizer, but it's not the one that's held with the sucky. Uh It has the sucky for your clit and then it curves to the dildo inside of you. Oh. And I, so for solo, that's my favorite. Yeah. But if I'm with partnered, I would rather like him in me with, with one area, with one hole and then a dildo he can hold or something to stimulate me in front, whichever. But I don't, so I guess separate toys for whatever experience. Okay. So you like the clit stimulation with penetration is your, Mm -hmm. is your go-to. Yeah, that's yeah. my go-to. And the the air suction thing is like, it's amazing if you haven't tried that one. Lacey has a rose and she's not right. a huge she's not a huge fan of mm. I don't of like it. the rose either. Mm-mm. I tried. No, the rose is stupid. Some I people are that. like, it's life-changing. And I'm like, really? I don't feel that way. So what's the brand of the one no, that you the, use that, that the you like that? Womanizer. Womanizer, okay. I'm going to send it to you. I, yeah, I think it's on <laughs> Love Honey. It's on lovehoney.com. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love the wand. Yeah, Lacey's like go-to wand. is the Hitachi wand. That's her like. Yeah, okay. But not I've just any one. The like blue and white, the magic wand, like the OG original. Like it can't. They have so many like off-brand. I hate to say off-brand, but like yeah. they're, you know, not. The, yeah. Whatever. But you have to have, you have to have the original. But I mean that thing. And like, does it vibrate? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it vibrates and you just put it on your clit. I don't even know if it's supposed to be a sex toy. I think it might be supposed to be a body massager, but like, originally, but now everybody uses it for a sex toy. Yeah. It's one of the she doesn't even like the battery powered one. She wants the one that plugs into the wall and it takes yeah. like it has like a motor. I think it's a two twenty amp. Like yeah. you might have to okay, get your do you feel 
like using a vibrator like that on your clit takes away from your ability to orgasm without a vibrator? Is that too personal? No, I don't. Okay. It's just a different type of sex. He jokes that I love being fucked with the um, wand at the same time. Kind of like what you were saying. It's just this one doesn't do the sucky motion. And he... I would fuck every time with it. And he very much is like, let's save that for every few. It's like a once a week thing. Yeah. Because I think that's smart though for your clit. Yeah. Um, so, but I can still very much come without it. But to me, I have a deeper orgasm with it. Yeah. That's the roll back in your head, body, leg shaking kind of orgasm. Yeah. Not, not just yeah. the normal. Yeah. But I mean, like, I do appreciate that we don't do it every time because it makes it like when we do it with that, it makes like I look forward to it more special. Yeah, for sure. But Lacey can come a lot. I mean, she she comes multiple times like on a Tuesday. Like yeah, I do, I do. I'm not very abnormal for her. Yeah, yeah. You're a blessed woman. I know. Yeah. He always tells me that. He's like, you do realize that not all women are like this. Mm-mm. And I'm like, oh, like, and we even have people that comment they're like well can you like as far as us being swingers can you finish with someone else like for me and i'm like i wouldn't sex would not be fun if i was having to constantly like not come because i do i can come that easy so that's not a thing i agree with you and that's one thing that i can't answer i feel like when women write in and are like i don't know how to climax that's hard because we all have different vaginas and like different things and then when they say their libido like i feel like i feel i feel for the men who have wives with the low libido and feel constantly rejected that makes me feel sad for them yeah and i don't understand having no sex drive i can give suggestions like get your hormones checked like see if you hate yourself like things like that but i don't know how to be i feel like we are blessed to be able to have a high drive yeah. naturally. Yeah, yeah, I get that question a lot too. And I it's hard for me to answer it because I'm just, I don't know. I just, I want him. Yeah, I guess I don't, you, you know, you probably study this more than we do. But what what is a normal, like a married couple, how many times do they have sex in a week? Like what's the, what is, what is average? Yeah. Once. That's like what, that's the, I mean, but. I mean, I don't know how they gather these statistics, yeah. right? But that's what's reported is once a week. And I bet you that some people are even lying because the amount of people I'll make, I'll make a, a like a TikTok or a reel about like not feeling bad for Julie who got cheated on because she hasn't fucked her husband in nine months mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he's like, not people. So many comments were like nine months, try two years. And it's like, how do you even stay? Like, I don't If I don't. Don't fuck him for two days. He thinks he's being deprived. He's like, oh my God. You're just as bad as I am, <laughs> if not worse. He's like, it's been two whole days, 48 hours. We, we have sex usually once a day. Sex. We're a once yeah. a day couple. That's pretty normal. I mean, every once in a while we'll skip a day or maybe skip two days once in a great mm-hmm. while. But but the normal yeah. is once a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's because getting off is like a part of your life. And yeah. But do you all get to keep it spicy and do? I mean, I'm not like saying you have it easy or not at all. But sometimes I look at y'all and I'm like, well, they get to be spicy and do crazy. <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, routine I, gets boring. Yeah, for sure. It definitely changes it up. Even like last night we were having sex and I was talking about how I was going to be like a dirty whore. 
next, next week. week. Yeah. You know, and so like yeah. we can yeah. use yeah. that, you know, like like, do you want to watch me be a dirty whore? You know, just like stuff like that. Or even if we're coming off of something, we have that to talk about. And I don't think, yeah. I think a lot of people think that they need to swing to fulfill something. But that is just like a one night thing. The whole rest of the month is because we usually swing about once a month. The rest of the month is just him and I. And I don't know how to describe it. It just like it adds some like even just being spicy for one night. Yeah, like adds so much. Adds to so marriage. much for the rest of the month. Yeah. Yeah, I That's agree. That's cool. That's awesome. It definitely is like a you know you hit that high and then you kind of ride that out for a while. Yeah. And then, yeah. And yeah. I don't. It's funny. And even like you know we were at a swinger resort this past weekend and we didn't really even swap with anybody but we like didn't. we had sex in the pool in front of you know 50 people we had sex in a yeah. playroom in front of 20 30 people you know what i mean like even though we didn't touch anybody or do anything yeah. with anybody else it's still just hot you know what i mean yeah and i don't, i think people don't realize that that to go to a swingers club, you don't like they're not going to check your card on the way out to see how many people you fucked. Like yeah. they don't care. <laughs> you could fuck no one or you can fuck everyone. That's your prerogative. And there's so many times where Dan and I will go and just like be watched or have, you know, or watch other people. And that in itself is a huge turn on. Because there's certain people that are just into that, right? Just oh, for sure. In and fucking in a public setting mm-hmm. or being watched. Yeah. Yep. So any way you want to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty erotic to be fucking in a room full of people, just him and I, no one else touching us, no one else approach, you know, just him, because we had the curtains pulled. So that uh, basically means like, you you know, we're private. We don't want anyone to, you know, to join us. And that is so fucking hot to hear other people like moaning and coming. And it's really, I mean, people should try it. Even if like... Swinging is not something that you want to do. That in itself is so much fun. It's real life porn. It's like immersive porn. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you're in a room yeah. with 30 other couples that are having sex and you're having sex with your partner. It's it's very – It's so hot. It's times 10. It's so hot. I think the difference is though not everybody's going to look like a supermodel. You know what I mean? Like they're they're all normal people. Yeah. Which to me – I know, always wonder that. Right. Yeah. Amateur sex is always my favorite anyway. So Yeah. I mean – Let's think about it. if you have like a hundred couples, so a hundred people there, so fifty couples, maybe ten are like amazing. Okay. You know, everybody else is. You know, you have average. You you know, there's just there's a little bit of everything at every one of these clubs. I'm racking my brain with all of the questions I'm going <laughs> to ask you. Okay. Bring it. Yeah, we're about to swap with Jordan. Yeah, she's going to go next. I do have a question for podcasting. Um, just like woman to woman, mom to mom. So as your podcast has gotten bigger, have you, um, of course I'm in the deep South, you're not, but have you got any pushback from like your local community or other moms or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, okay. So my son's five and so he knows mommy podcast, but I mean, he is oblivious, but Mm -hmm. he does go to private school and believe me, I am ner private Christian school. Yeah. I am nervous. 
I am nervous, but because yeah. uh, it's a small town I live in, but I just um, I'm just praying they're going to be like Jesus like and not be judgmental, right? Because well, you're you know, really just trying like, to help them have better sex, so they shouldn't be judgmental. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But my stepson, you know, he was like, my mom said your podcast is disgusting, <laughs> and so you know that's that was fun. Yeah, but no, uh, I feel like the he gets to see. His dad and his stepmom be very supportive of one another. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we sit down together and I discuss like, you know, yeah. like the episodes in depth. You know, the I feel like it's I got a comment yesterday of someone like, why are you degrading yourself? You you know, what would your children think of you? And I think of it like it's a parent's job to monitor what their children are consuming on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Like if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. my children don't have social media, so that's, you know, it's my job to protect him from what he's ingesting or as much as I can, right? Yeah. I can't completely protect him. But hopefully, just like I looked back at my parents and admired that they were intentionally choosing to have a nice sex life, that they just see me as monetizing my passion and that I wanted to help other people and that mommy didn't care what other people thought of her. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's super. I haven't important. really gotten pushed back. Yeah, and I think I would be really mean to someone if they good. were mean to me. Good, because I I can be. Re- I would cut them off at the knees with my <laughs> mouth. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I I have gotten pushed back, but not to my face. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll probably, like, you know, like I know they talk shit, but they don't do it to my face. Well, if they want to talk shit to us, they go make fake accounts on social media and then they yeah. come and comment mean things yeah. and dox our address and do all kinds of crazy me. things. Girls yeah. are cunts, even when they're grown ups they and have children. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think they get worse. Well, and they're probably not having good sex because like if you're having really awesome sex, you're probably not caring about someone else, what they're doing. That's my opinion. Yeah. You wouldn't be triggered by that no. if you were enjoying what's happening in your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got about 10 minutes left, Jordan. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell the Swing Nation listeners, the the all the swingers out there? What, was there anything you'd like to oh, relay to them um, from the horny housewife? I think About there's a lot of no. Well, well, I think there's like a huge stepping stone from horny housewife to here. Like if to Swing Nation, like I do, yeah. If people are interested in spicing things up, and maybe swinging is on the table, maybe not. Maybe it's just something they're thinking about. There's so much to learn from you before they can step into our world. So I think that's important to to Girl, talk and about. I just think that it's cool that there's this uh like we can have these conversations and if people live differently that we like mutually respect one another Mm -hmm. and you can be curious and you can be inspired and i think it's super awesome that y'all have like such a healthy demonstration of what this could look like if people were interested so i think it's cool that you had me on i was intimidated i was like what do i have to offer this conversation (laughs) Be, they're gonna think I'm like a little prude vanilla girl. No. So I just feel honored that you even let me come on and have a conversation with y'all. Well, we appreciate you you coming on. And if so, if people want to learn more about Jordan and the horny housewife, where where can they go and, and find all your things? Yeah, you can uh, type in the horny housewife anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast, and my little link you'll find 
all of the things. I also have a Patreon where I read audio erotica every Wednesday, which is like super excellent foreplay. A lot of people will say that sometimes she'll put on her little noise canceling headphones and listen to the really dirty story and he'll massage her. And I guess these are for couples who like Maybe she needs something to get turned on Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to think about him. She wants to think about the story. And by the end of the massage, she's like revved up and ready to fuck. Yeah. So it's a great tool for that. And I upload every Wednesday there. That's awesome. That sounds hot. Yeah. Yeah, Very much. Well, I think women, it's hard to cut off our brain sometimes. So I love that idea. Yeah. The story gets you in the mood. Mm-hmm. And some people, I don't know why, because I'm like really nasally and people are like, but people really like my voice when I read the stories. So I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on uh, and telling us all about you and, and uh, you know, what you got going on. And uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. Like Thanks in five for having mi- me. We'll swap and do it again in like five minutes if you're cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She doesn't get our our swinger jokes. Yeah, I, know. I was like, I don't even hear what the end you said in the last five minutes. Sorry. Oh, it's <laughs> fine. Dan has been dropping swinger uh, swinger jokes every time we talk to her, and it, she doesn't get them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, see, I'm, see, they it's just cute. Fly right it's over cute. No, he's like, we're gonna swap. She's like, yeah, we're gonna swap. She's like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. I, yeah, I look forward to our swap, and I'm like, yeah, she she doesn't, she's not. She's work, not getting it. Being, no, it's yeah. cute though. When I made a story earlier, I'm like, I'm gonna do a podcast swap with another couple, and I'm like, I should have said a couple, not another couple, because now people think that I'm swapping. But yeah, that one's the right over. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you coming on and uh we'll we'll see you again soon and uh definitely everybody should go check out the, the horny housewife um podcast in jordan mm-hmm. all right i Thanks think for having me. you're welcome you're very welcome i think with that in a world full of apples be the pineapple be the pineapple guys bye bye If you've enjoyed our podcast and want to support us, leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you want to see more of our content, you can find links to Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans, and more in the show notes. Come join the conversation with us and other Swinger content creators on our Swinger Society Discord server. If you have questions or feedback, email them to us at theswingnation at gmail.com. Make sure you head on over to theswingnation.net and keep up to date on all things Swing Nation. We thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.